Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold. Um, I don't know who came up with that clever name. Um, must have been the Dream Team that came up with that. Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Anyway, that's the show. Hmm. We're glad you are uh, with me today. I've got a great show. Uh, I always love starting off the week on a lighter note. Isn't life challenging and hard, and doesn't it feel good to put a smile on your face? And I'm going to always try to do that with my friend Patrick to get things started. The Monday, af- Monday afternoon mix will continue with Rosie B. and David Miles. And then in hour two, Ken Samples is joining the show. He is a philosopher and theologian. And the topic today is, what did the earliest Christians believe about the identity of Jesus Christ? So I've got a little bit of everything for you today. And I hope you care about all these topics because that's what we want to do is make your life better through uh, through God's Word and through studying his word. Now, I, a merry heart is like good medicine, and I, I always turn to my friend Patrick. He is uh, not only a performer, comedian, and magician, but he is a, a radio television personality in the great state of Iowa and the prestigious town of West Des Moines, not to mention a longtime friend. Hello, Patrick. Hello. I, uh, I, I, I hope I bring some levity. I'm a little tired of all these graduation parties. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been going to a lot of these I went to one. I went to one last night. It was quite fun, actually. Well, yeah, but they're just seem to be like oh, the other day. My wife tends to spring them on me, you know, about an hour before we're due, <laughs> because she knows if I look at a calendar full of these things, I say, well, I, you know. And so the other day she says, well, today is it's it's Owen's graduation, and I, and I said, who's Owen? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <laughs> she says, well, that's uh, Chad and Holly's kid. I go, oh, oh, who are Chad and Holly? <laughs> <laughs> she says, you know, come on, Chad you know, and Holly I went to school with, I go, they have a kid. She says, they have four. I go, is this the first one to graduate? She goes, it's the last. Have we gone to the previous ones? Yes. I go, this is not going well for me. No, no. <laughs> so, so then you have to go, well, how much money do we give a kid that I didn't even know existed? <laughs> I'm curious what the average donation is, the average gift size when you're giving a, a little bit of cash in an envelope for a graduation. I'm real curious. Maybe, okay, uh, maybe I, listeners will, uh, will, will jump in with that. 877-933-2484. I'd love to find out what the average amount or what, what it would be considered a nice gift to a, for a graduate. So here's what we do. And this is something I started a couple of years ago. And uh, let, how shall I phrase this? It excuses us being cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what did you do? Well, we, we try to make the gift somewhat memorable. And then we, we say, you know, uh, this is, you know, so you, we just don't give a, a, a random amount. We give the amount of the check number. So if we're on check number 3,752, you get $37.52. <laughs> I'm you, actually not kidding. I'm oh, not that's kidding. fantastic. Yeah. So, and then we will explain it to the kid because he's, you know, he's getting, here's $50. Somebody gives you a hundred dollars. Somebody gives you 20 bucks. Here's, you know, grandma, yeah. here's a $2 bill, you know? Oh, I love that. 
Well, I'd love the $2 bills. But then there's this check for $37.52. And I know the kids stop and they go, what, what, what did, what I don't, this doesn't make any sense. And then when you explain it to them in the card, you know, A, we have no idea who you are. (laughs) 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 B, we, we just make the check out for whatever the check number is. Oh, that's hilarious. Having said all that. I realized that my mistake was not opening a separate checking account just for graduation. <laughs> starting be, with check number one hundred. Right. One, you be setting, check number one. Yes. Yes. You could be saying a dollar and one one penny. Dollar and one penny. I'm oh. sorry, but that's just the system. It's just yeah. you know that's uh, bad luck for you. Sorry. Yeah. My first contribution. You are. My first contribution yeah. was forty dollars. That was uh, the the recommended gift size from a listener. So that was awfully awfully generous. If you have a uh, a gift size idea for a graduate, 877-933-2484. Uh, Patrick Albanese is my guest. So, Patrick, i got to say, uh, our uh, senior vice president, Jason Sharp, who kind of runs the show here at Northwestern Media, who's not only a great guy and a great leader, but I saw this really cool Northwestern Media backpack, and I said to Jason, well, what does it take to get one of those? He kind of looked at me like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was playing hard to get or what. So anyway, yeah. uh, that was, I don't know, two months ago, maybe three months ago. And I walked into the studio today, sitting on my chair is the backpack with a note. Wow. Thanks for being awesome. I appreciate you, Bill. Enjoy the backpack, Jason. And I assume you're allowed to buy that at a discount. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple more contributions. I think for yours, it was the usual 20, but now you take out a loan the first of June and hope it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I almost miss, you know, not that I miss COVID, but uh, I remember during COVID, they said, well, we're still going to have the graduation party, but uh, we're not, you know, there's not going to be any food uh, and we're not gathering. Just come swing by the house, open a window, throw the card out <laughs> and wave. It's the drive-by graduation party. It's the drive-by graduation party. And I, I, you know, kind of for the kids, sort of a drive-by looting. Because they said, "This is great," and the parents are thinking, "This is great. We didn't have to host a party. Yeah. We didn't have to clean up." Yeah. The kid sits out there in a lawn chair, just collecting <laughs> envelopes, <laughs> and he doesn't want to talk to my friends. No, you know, he wants to talk to his friends. Right. Yeah, but unfortunately, he says, "Well, you've got to earn your keep today, kid." You yeah. Know, yeah. You, want, you want to get those envelopes for with thirty-seven dollars and fifty-two cents. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to talk to those people right over there. So another uh, contribution: my neighbor gave the amount of the graduation year, so 2023 equaled twenty dollars and twenty three cents. I like that. Oh, I feel so bad for those kids at Y2K. <laughs> Two thousand and one. Congratulations, right? Graduate. Right. Yeah. Here's a dollar. <laughs> and here's another one: we give the amount of the year they graduated. So that's that's good. So uh, twenty three dollars for the year. It's a good gift size. See. Now, here's what I like about that, because I think that we, I think Janet and I can start doing that because that would save us right at, at this point in time, about $14 <laughs> <laughs> and it, it sort of makes sense. And, uh, yeah, cause there's always going to be somebody that throws the mix off. Right. So, um, I, I have this brother-in-law that, um, uh, let's say he tries to buy other people's admiration, love and respect. And he's very good at it. <laughs> so we had a graduation for one of the nephews. Uh, 
And, you know, oh, here's $50. And we're thinking, that's a nephew. It's kind of a family member. We sort of know him. We should probably give him a decent gift, right? But this brother-in-law shows up with $250. That's Whoa. crazy. That's, I know. that's a little nutty, yeah. And and it was cash. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, if you'd like, I will drop that off for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, needless to say, I got a very nice thank you card from my nephew saying thanks for the three hundred dollars. <laughs> I love <laughs> no, that. I kid. Yeah, David. Uh, David is a mailman, and he um, said I was invited to a grad party just as I was delivering mail. It was so nice of them to let me crash the party. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Well, he was probably delivering envelopes anyway. Yeah, he probably was. But yeah. So anyway, the grad parties yeah. uh, are probably a little different today than they were when we graduated. Um, I don't even remember there being parties. (laughs) There was not, it was not a party. So it was kind of interesting. My daughter graduated from eighth grade and I don't call it graduating though, do they? They don't anymore. Yeah. What do they call it? They say, get out of here. I think it's kind of (laughs) just move on to high. And, and, and we have a very strange situation. She goes to one school now for one year and then the rest of high school for the last three years because the high school was growing so big, they were going to split it in two. And then they started with, well, we'll just do freshman year. We'll be over here. Uh And uh, anyway, I thought, well, it's our chance to finally host one of these parties and get all these envelopes. And (laughs) I was notified that with that, that we don't do that. And I said, well, I did an eighth grade graduation. Now I went to a Catholic grade school and I don't know if that was the tradition there uh, in the Catholic school system where if you made it out of eighth grade, you survived. I don't know. And mm-hmm. you got a graduation party. Then you got a high school one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the party was, I mean, my, uh, my parties are always the same. My grandparents lived two blocks away. My grandfather died when I was, he died right after my father died. So it was usually mom, grandma, and of my seven siblings, it just depended. Mm-hmm. They might be there. But, uh, you know, so there'd be, there's usually like three or four people at my parties uh, that lasted approximately 37 minutes. Oh, yeah, there you go. And then everybody said, we're done. Yeah. Con- congratulations. <laughs> another uh, another listener, I, I say, keep all that money because you will spend the rest of your adult life giving it back. What a great idea. Yeah. Actually, uh, that would make sense because, you know, maybe one day... In the future, that kid could return my $37.52 check and say, well, <laughs> if it was good enough for me, it's good enough for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right, Patrick, let me take a short break. When I come back, I've got a story to tell you. You're not going to believe this. And it involves a um, very, very, very famous person. We'll be right back. Mm. Hi there and welcome. If you are a new listener, we want to officially welcome you with a free welcome packet gift. Request yours today at MyFaithRadio.com. If I only had a brain, I feel like I got to get that in somehow, somewhere. Yeah. Too bad I can't sing because I'd try it you, if I could. You know, it's it's a, when I cut the grass, uh, which is frequently lately, 
uh, I realized I have a, a handful of songs um, that I sing to myself when I'm cutting the grass. <laughs> yeah, is that if one? If only had a brain is one of them. Yep. Yep. The uh, Georgia the Jungle theme song. <laughs> I, I cannot explain why. The Georgia the Jungle theme song uh, is one of them. And uh, let's see. Occasionally, I start to go into uh, Christmas songs. Mm. Which makes no sense in the heat no, of August. I'm no out there sense. singing Christmas songs. No sense. But it gets me through cutting the grass. Yeah. Well, a lot of those Christmas mm. songs were recorded in the summer. You know, you hear stories of Bing Crosby and Bob Hope and all these, you know, stars recording Christmas songs. They're doing it in June or July. Well, yeah. Hopefully the studio's air conditioned, yeah. Well, I'm sure they were. Let me get to yeah. my big uh, my big story, right? Remember all that, that big tease I gave before the break? You did. Yeah. I, well, look, it worked. I didn't hang up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So it proves yeah. my point. Yeah. All right. Uh, the very, 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 very famous person is Jesus. And I'm in Mark chapter five. And I love this story almost more than some others. But it's because Jesus was still speaking. I'm in uh, verse 35 right now. Some okay. people came <clears throat> from the house of Jairus. Now, Jairus, Jairus was the synagogue leader. Okay. And they say to him, your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? So mm. overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. Now, as an aside, Patrick, you've got a daughter who's 14. Yep. Yep. And this daughter in this story is 12. Would, it, would be, it would be hard news to hear your daughter died. Hard yes. not to be resentful, maybe, that it appears Jesus was dragging his feet Feet, not hurrying to a small girl with a life-threatening fever, instead helping an unclean woman with an ongoing non-urgent problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's like, hey, I have an emergency here, and it almost feels like he was saying, "Hang on, I'm not finished yet. Right, I'll be I'll be with you in a moment." Right. But 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 I but you see it's funny when you know the whole story and the reason why we know Jesus to this day is we understand that the time didn't matter no. when he arrived. No, yeah, he can uh, raise a person from the dead as easily as he can heal a fever. So both yeah. are easy. And, and it and it's if it's one hour or a day, doesn't matter. Or a couple of days, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me continue. Verse thirty-seven. He did yeah. not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all the commotion and wailing? And I always thought, why did he start with that line? It's kind of an interesting setup. I mean, he knows what happened. Well, I would think so. So, so it's you, an I interesting mean, setup line. Yeah, you would you would expect if you were to approach a house like that, you said it's probably going to be pretty sad in there. Pretty somber, I would think, walking pretty in somber. there. Pretty yeah. somber, yeah. And then okay. he said, the child is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed okay. at him. Now, he's inside the house. So he's with the inner circle of people who would be inside the house. And this girl mm -hmm. has just died. And now they are laughing at him. And I want to go, how do you go from sobbing and wailing to laughing? I think the response might be stunned to silence. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe it's just the, the statement is, at least to that point in time, so ludicrous. It's like, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. Asleep? 
Yeah. People in the who's, first who's this guy, right? Yeah. Who is this guy? People in the first century are familiar with seeing dead people. Yes. They know a dead person when they see them. All right. Mm. So after that, he put them all out. This is what happens uh in as the story continues in verse mm-hmm. uh forty. And he put them all out. And somehow there were orders for everyone to leave the 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 home of this distinguished synagogue leader, and people do it. So they're 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 listening to him. What, what's with that? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but boy, I wish I had that power every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> right, we have family over. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get your relatives out of the house. Uh, it's it's difficult. You yeah, know, we we always have to have an exit strategy. Yeah. yeah. So he so. took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went into where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her. Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Now, isn't that the kind of sweet, tender greeting your mom or dad would have given you when they would come to your bed in the morning to wake you up? Well, it depends on if you were trying to avoid going to school that day. It might have a little <laughs> bit of a, of a harsher tone. Mm-hmm. Get up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But then yeah. verse 42, immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. I was just curious, what what does someone just back from the dead want to eat? Um, well, I, I would imagine something sweet, right? I would think, you got a Snickers bar handy? What, what, what do you got around the house? Okay, I want to know... How you 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 have to think. All right, there were just a bunch of people here that I dismissed. Yes, and they laughed at me. Yes, uh, because this this little girl had died, and I said, yeah, "Well, she's she's fine." And they said, "Okay, well, here's a, a crazy guy." Now, uh, a couple days from this day, they're going to see her playing tetherball somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> but he gave them orders not to let anyone know. What happened? It's going to be pretty obvious what happened. They're going to see this little girl and say, hang on a second. It was that guy. Yeah. It was that guy again. Mm-hmm. It's always him. Yeah. Wow. So let's just move on now. He's left the house of Jairus. He left and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's that wisdom that has been given him? So obviously his wisdom, Patrick, sounded powerful, authoritative, and wise. And new to them. Yes. Because they, they, this is, it's, they're hearing things they've never heard before. And yep. They've had leader after leader after leader. And suddenly this person that they are not familiar with, they, they don't know his teaching, starts to teach and they say, well, I mean, imagine that. You, ever, you know how it is when you hear things for the first time, you know, when you, when you, when you first wake up to a, or, or awaken to a Bible verse where it start, it, it just hits you and you say, whoa, oh, this was, look at that wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to these people. That's interesting. Yeah. So what are the, it goes on, what are these uh, remarkable miracles he is performing. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? 
and they took offense at him. So, so what do you, what is it that offended them? Is it, is it his humble beginnings? Is it that he was saying things that they didn't ever heard before that maybe they didn't like? Mm. What do you, I mean, you know, you know how it is even to this day when people hear something they don't like, one of the things they do first is question the source and they say, oh, did, where did you get that from? Right. Did you read that? Right. Did you get that from Joe? You can't, you know, no, no. And you say, no, no, I want to d- deal with the issue. I mean, so you wonder, is this kind of letting us know, like the Bible always lets us know about human nature, were these people hearing things of such depth that that was uncomfortable for them that they wanted to dismiss it by saying, you know, that's just that carpenter guy. Yeah. He's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Don't listen to him. Yeah. So I wonder. I, I'm I'm thinking to myself, be wise and speak with God's authority. So speak with his word and be prepared to have people take offense at what you say. Mm-hmm. Be prepared to have people mad and offended. And that's the world we live in today. So I want to the encourage. truth is now offensive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very much so. So I just want to encourage everyone to remain strong in their convictions and to speak God's truth because the truth is real. And then let me just finish verse four, five, and six. It said, Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown, among his relatives and in his own home. He could not do Mm. any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. To me, that's a pretty remarkable miracle. That's not an afterthought, but anyway... Uh, he was amazed at their lack of faith. So there again, if you're in your own hometown, you may be uh, discredited the most. Yeah. I don't know if that's that familiarity breeds contempt. I think it might be. Uh, you know, kind of uh, thing. It's always interesting too, the, when, you know, even to this day when people will say things like, well, I need more proof of God's existence. And I always look at these, some of these Bible passages and you see, we say, well, here are these people that are surrounded by Jesus himself, and they are witness to his miracles. Mm-hmm. And even they remain skeptical, angry, offended by him. Uh, they lack faith, and they were eyewitnesses, yeah. eyewitnesses to it. And you say, well, what more could God do for you that would, that would make you believe if people that were witness to it all still chose not to? Mm-hmm. Uh. It, it takes a lot, and that's where yeah. the faith part comes in, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's from mm. Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 35 uh, through, the, through the end of the chapter, and actually you into, can always, into, into yeah. the next, into the next uh, chapter as well, which is an awesome story. That's what I want to leave you with today, Patrick. Thanks for joining the show, and thanks for the, yeah. uh, the many smiles in the beginning. That was fun. Oh, certainly, and just so you know, I just made a realization— now at this age, I don't go to parties anymore. I don't go out at night. I go to bed early and I realized I'm grounded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, good luck uh, on your next outing. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. All right, Thanks for later. having me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Patrick Albanese has been my guest to get the week started. Merry hearts like good medicine. We take a break. When we come back, the Monday afternoon mix, we're going to hear a story of what David Miles has been going through lately. Be right back.
now, direct from the sands in Las Vegas, we've got the Monday afternoon mix. <laughs> I don't know if I like this new music or not. <laughs> I think we need to go back to Universal and pick out some more generic uh, we jazz. We might have to. That didn't sound jazzy enough. No. It, it sound, didn't sound like the mix. Sound like... Did it sound lounge music? It kind of did. Sounded <laughs> like Las Vegas lounge kinda music. Kind of is the understatement. Like. The understatement? And it's only Monday at 4.30. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. I wasn't sure if it was like Frank Sinatra's. Is, is that even a word? Frank Sinatra-esque? Esque. Yeah, it yes. would be. Yeah. Would it? Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. So welcome, David. Hey, Bill. What a, hey, Rosie. What Hello. A, a, a wild week you had. And I know there's lessons learned and God showed you uh, things about yourself and things about him. And I can't think of anything more interesting to talk about than that right now. Um, you know, I would say some pretty amazing things. One would be my wife, Tammy, um, and then our son, Jackson, who graduated, um, you know, and had his open house on on a Saturday and then graduation with the uh, 700 and. 18 Champlin Park High School students. Wow. And so, class. yeah. And so, Anoka Hennepin is one of the largest school districts, or it is the largest school district in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and just a great family and great group of people. Um, you know, but in the midst of planning all those wonderful things, um, you know, I think this is really kind of a, a, a good lesson in, you know, God's peace, the beauty of community. Um, you know, the responsiveness of loving um, friends, the body of Christ, of the importance of prayer. And what may seem like small things to us, which can be really major things for those who are in a particular moment or season that they're going through. All right. That sounded interesting, but now let's figure out exactly what you meant by that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh you know, we were heading into this weekend for an open house just to celebrate Jackson and then also just the upcoming um, graduation. And, uh, you know, in this transition time, you know, you, you have a, a journey of following the Lord when he calls you to walk into new areas. And, and that's where Tammy and I have been at. Um, but in this period of time over the last couple of months, I've had a couple of little health things that have popped up like that were just surprising, like just a blood, blood clot showed up out of nowhere and because I was healthy, no pain, no, you know, kidney stones, anything, it really kind of shocked the medical doctors and they were like, whoa, like we need to have this checked out. So I have done a number of tests. And so the last thing that happened was this past week was like doing a biopsy. And so, you know, wanting to see like what's going on with some tissue and saying that's unusual and you're healthy, you have really great numbers and stuff. So this is really weird. And my one doctor, praise God, as a great person and just said, you know, I don't like what I'm seeing here. So let's take a, a, another look at that. Well, woke up Saturday morning, not feeling very well after that. And my wife actually woke up feeling just horrible with, you know, nausea, you know, um, vomiting, just a number of things for something that we hadn't really seen since like 2016 when we were trying to determine some health things that happened that, you know, eventually found out was Lyme. You know, they thought MS lupus, things like that, but it ended up being like limes and some other things. But, you know, one of the things that Tammy said is, you know, my wife, 100% Prussian German, so they work for fun. My (laughs) mother-in-law, like she comes and it's like, hey, what should we do? And she's like, hey, how about we make apple turnovers and bake a whole bunch of cakes and, you know, let's make, you know, apples and dumplings or, you know, chickens and dumplings and all this stuff. So like 
they're just get after it type of people. Mm-hmm. And so for my wife to feel like super horrible and like, you know, really just feeling down and out. And you know what? She texts some of the people in our neighborhood, some friends, some church family members. And uh, she said to me, she goes like, uh, you know, there were like a dozen people that showed up like lickety split. I mean, like one of our neighbors, um, wonderful, wonderful gal in our community, Michelle Keenan, like she was there in three minutes. Tammy says, I, I, if I were to time it, like three minutes she was there. The house was full. Um, we had people from our small group who showed up. And this is both men and women. Who this had, is because you have a graduation party. We have a graduation and party. And both are waking and, up yep. sick. We, yep. You're both in trouble. We're You're both, both in, in trouble. trouble. And not yeah. minor stuff. No, mm-hmm. like Tammy's like completely like can't get up. Right. Like, dizzy, vomiting. Um, just, I mean, and me, I'm having some residual things from a biopsy, which is like, you know, limited flow, blood clots, things like that. I mean, like discharging stuff. Yeah. And calling, you know, calling the doctor and like, okay, so do I go into the ER? And I can't go into the ER because my son's open house is about to happen. So like, what do we, like, what do we do here? And so like, we both were kind of a... A hot mess, and you guys got a text from mm-hmm. me saying, "Like, hey guys, um, we need some prayer." And I specifically said, "You know, like we need some air cover. Like, you know, there's some things that feel like health, and just how it, it got both Tammy and I immediately in the same way at the same time. You know, we're like some of this is spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, some of it's coming out of a me out of a biopsy, but just how this hit Tammy, and, and it really was like a call out to people that we." We just know and love, and I mean, like, people just really rallied and stepped up, and, Mm. you know, it was just super, like, sweet to feel horrible and come downstairs, and there's people, you know, finishing with the setup, you know, cutting up watermelon and things like that, and just loving, and just delighted to be there, and, like, for some of them, they're like, this is no big deal, but for us... Mm-hmm. You know, it was super huge. And like Tammy's folks are here. They're like some of the most incredible people who love the Lord and getting older. And I mean, like they've traveled with us as we've moved so many different places, you know, and then with our loving parents and like Leroy and Joyce are, are my parents. They're not my in-laws. They're my mom and dad. And, and, uh, um, I wasn't. It's okay. It's, it's okay. This is, this is what happens when. And this is brave, David. I mean, this is all in the midst of it right now. And the fact that you're talking about it at all gets me teared up because I remember receiving that text from you and knowing that I dropped everything because for you to send a text out like that. You have a Kleenex for him? Um, not on this okay. side, but I will get one. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Wait, um, one second. No, it's like yesterday when we were. We were driving um, back from the graduation, and Joyce was sitting up in the front of the van, and I'm holding her her um, arm and just talking. And I just, I just looked at her and I said, "Thank you for being here," because my mom went home to be with the Lord in, in 2017, and my dad in 2001, and uh, just for the kids to have their grand. Ma and grandfather here, and the ways over the years that because my parents are home with the Lord, um, 
that they've they've been grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. you know and it's like like i'm so happy for my parents to be home with the lord and i'm so grateful that leroy and joyce were here and like we had other family that we weren't you know expecting and they showed up as well um you know uh one of the gals gal um you know who used to just watch our kids you know, from Tammy's hometown, you know, wonderful dear sister, Karen Lindgren, um, you know, and just has loved our kids over the years. Here's, here's one for, for uh, the teachers out there. Um, in 2012, when the Lord called us to move to Ohio, it was in the middle of the school year. Mm. And so we moved, and our son Jackson, his um, second grade teacher, Don Cavan, 35 years teaching. and uh, But she reached out, and I remember her sending a care package from the class to Jackson, who was in Ohio, continue to reach out. So I come walking out yesterday, and who's down at the end of the driveway talking with Tammy, but Mrs. Cavan and her mm. husband, Todd. Mm. You know, and I had to, and I could to tell her, she's like, you know, Jackson's a, an amazing young man, and he is. I mean, like, he's an amazing, godly man that I learn so much from and who challenges me to want to walk more closely with Christ because of how he walks with Jesus. And she's like, you know, he's really incredible. And I said, but you have to understand, the reason of that is because of the ways that you poured into him. Like, mm-hmm. you were that teacher who reached out and loved him, even after he was your student living hours away and had continued to do so and when he moved back to do that. And so, like, like teachers, you, you guys are, like, huge. And, like, the coaches who stop by and um, our neighbors, like, we have the most incredible neighborhood where Tammy and I live. Like, we literally, like, know our entire phase and the next phase. And, and my neighbor, you know, being able to say to him, like, you know, thank you for the ways that you've poured into our kids. And so there's all these different ways that each of us have an opportunity um, to play a part, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and it's, it's when your child is graduating, you know, that, that you get to see the number of lives, mm-hmm. you know, that, that touch them. And, you know, the times of sharing drives to, you know, to uh, soccer and, and different events. And it, it, it was really funny because, you know, one of Jackson's friends that he played soccer with, Logan, I remember one time, you know, like his, he came with us and we went to do something and Dan and Marcy are kind of like, hey, you know, do you need money? We're like, no, we don't need any money. I'm like, we're doing this together. It's all going to be fine. We're just pouring into the kids. And we know that Jackson will be with you guys one day and you'll go out to eat and, and so that's this thing where we just, we do it together. And, and that's, I think that's part of like living life together. And I think that's a part of just the ways that we can impact. And it, it isn't always like these really have to be Broadway production things. It can be a simple text saying, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> you know, we're both just, you know, a hot mess in this moment that we really need to not be. And then to watch the ways that people show up and just serve and love. You know, what it reminds me of is, um, as you were saying that, I was just thinking and asking the Lord, you know, what what picture are you painting for us here, God? And just a beautiful woven tapestry of all these different threads that only God can see, right? Because we often think about um, 
the success and the work of our hands as what's important on this side of earth. And really, I think in God's economy, it's something quite different. I think his strands of gold and the tapestry of Jackson's life and in your life are all these people that have been consistent, right? With a text, a word, you know, rides, and all of our lives are simple, are similar to that. I mean, all of us can look and, and maybe sometimes it's harder to see in gratitude where people have woven in, you know, because we can get hard-hearted and bitter, honestly. But, you know, with the grace of the Holy Spirit that he would give you a window of this weekend in hardship to see the love that is surrounding you, amazing. I mean, I know it came with hardship and I'm sorry, so <laughs> sorry for what you faced Saturday morning, but it's also a beautiful witness to us to look in our lives and 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 be able to say, if that happened to me, who would I call? Yeah, who's yeah. on your bench? Who's on your bench, yeah. right? right? Because mm-hmm. when you can think of even one name, and some people only have one name, yeah, that one person is a gift. Yeah, and right? I remember my mom saying to me one time, she was like, you know, David, if you ever truly have like one really good friend, like one good friend, yeah, you know, um, and not like an acquaintance, you know, you're truly blessed. And I mean... You know, to to look at it, and and I think one of the reasons to even have this conversation is that sometimes, and and sometimes we just kind of think everything is like super cheery, and like when people hear our voices on the air, they're like, oh, you know, everything must just be like totally good. It's like no, like literally, we're doing like biopsy to kind of see like is there some sort of you know, problem here is there's some sort of cancer. I mean, like in the middle of stepping away and following the Lord, having served as a pastor and not having everything laid out. And, you know, the other thing this week, my clutch went out. Mm. Okay. $1,700. Then my son's Balt Jackson's car thing, that goes out. Another $600. Ways in which my former church family stepped up. You know, some people just, you know, one couple that just prays for us, they're in the house, you know, cutting stuff. And he's just like, yeah, he goes, he just opens up the cupboard and he just says, I'm I'm just putting some money in here. You know, mm. God just told me to do it. You mm. guys just do something with it later. And so all these little things. And I think if we don't have the hard things, then we don't actually have, you know, the things that, to actually talk about. And so like this, we... We want a testimony, but there needs to be a test. Mm-hmm. You know, we want the crown, but there has to be the cross. We want the promised land, but there has to be the wilderness. And so, you know, Tammy and I, when these crazy things happen, we'll look at each other and we'll say, making memories, making memories. <laughs> mm. Wow. You you have a, a, a SWAT team of love that descended on your household and yeah. took over. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. And what an amazing testimony to God's family and community. We'll talk about that more at the Monday Afternoon Mix with Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. We'll be right back. We want to pray for you. We all need prayer. We would love to pray for you. The Faith Radio team is serious about prayer, and we pray for specific listener requests every week. Share your prayer requests with us anonymously and securely on our website at myfaithradio.com.
All right, a little happy, upbeat music. Not exactly the Monday afternoon jazz there we go. music, but we went what? from <laughs> Las Vegas to Newport, <laughs> Newport Beach. Yes, right, we have. right, right. Yeah. The jazz festival in Newport Beach. It's kind of well, nice. It felt kind of Beach Boyish. <laughs> it, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. We make up the Monday afternoon mix, and David, uh, as just recently as this weekend, uh, went through a significant. Uh, trial, and you heard all about it in the last 15 minutes. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that story, David. Mm-hmm. And and God bless uh, your wife, Tammy, and, uh, and your son, Jackson, who just graduated. So um, it's interesting when you get kind of blindsided and all these people show up to love on you and even trying to tell the story about your in-laws and how it struck you that your mom is not present at Jackson's graduation and they sometimes say time heals all wounds, but sometimes time makes wounds even more intense because I know there's nothing more you would have loved than to have had your mother at Jackson's party. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's that, uh, it's that conflicted feeling, know. you know. It's mm-hmm. the, conf- the conflicted feeling of like understanding heaven and so very happy for her. And then the part of wanting to to have her, you know, be there. And because, you know, um, that was before DJ graduated and before Jackson and then for Taylor and Jaden as well, you know. And so um, fortunately, like, my mom was alive for the birth of all four of our kiddos. My dad had already gone home to be with the Lord. And uh, my sister was alive for when when, um, DJ was born. And then, you know, my brother, but our relationship you know, have that strain. And I think, you know, um, I just want to, yeah, I just want to tell Leroy and Joyce, thank you. Sure. And just how much I love you guys. And, um, you know. Hope they're listening. Well, I got to thank David. So I, you are so generous with all these people that have sown into your life. They sow into your life because you have been available into theirs. You are easy to love. And that is a beautiful choice that you make every single decision, every single day, every single relationship. You are busy, busy. And I have yet to see you not stop and give time to people in the middle of your scenarios or or chaos. And I think that has been a wonderful witness for me is regardless of what I'm going through, there are people in, in front of me at all times. And you, ha- you are a beautiful witness of staying open. And I know that you feel splayed out right now. And I think in that vulnerability, you are also, as you grieved your parents not being there and the gratitude for your in-laws, you're also showing us that sometimes when we are at our most vulnerable, things that we have kept intact and safe and compartmentalized, Jesus wants to give air to. And to allow yourself to have those feelings come through, we all need examples for that so that we don't say, stay always in control. Bill, you're another beautiful example of letting your tears flow when, when they flow. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we trust each other with emotion, that is what the church is all about. We're not about this perfection Christian that maybe we have tried to be, yeah. but more about the vulnerable, I need help, this is hard so what that you have a radio show, Bill, or that you've been a pastor? So what? Life is hard anyway. Right. Right? For all of us. And I think that's that's the thing that, like, really speaks. We're, we're, you know, Rosie, you're right. Sometimes we're trying to feel like it's our, you know, it's 
it's the pretty picture, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's actually it's it's our brokenness that speaks, you know. Mm-hmm. I am I happen to watch, you know, I'm not sure, I watched Shiny Happy People, which was an interesting documentary. Um, but that whole like giving a certain appearance that we can instead of like oftentimes it it is our brokenness that speaks because it it makes us real and you know intangible. You know, when when I sat there looking like at Jackson and, you know, he was on this video that they did, but, you know, just the things that he's done and, you know, graduating high honors and just his commitment and just his love for the Lord, you know, so much of that, it is Tammy. I mean, like, it's Tammy and it's Jesus and mm-hmm. it's Tammy, like, consistently day in and day out, just loving, you know, and being a presence. And like, you know, life has its interesting dynamics to it. And, you know, having served for almost like 25 years in ministry, you know, that dynamic of even being a pastor's wife and the uniqueness with that, just being a wife and actually being a wife to me, you know, (laughs) that's, yeah. That's a trifecta. That's a trifecta, (laughs) you know, but um, just... You know, as even as like Mrs. Cavins asked me, and and I'll tell people like it's it's Jesus and Tammy. I mean, like it really is Jesus and Tammy. Like, um, and so I can't thank her enough um, for you know so much of the the good and incredible things that are in our children um, are just just the ways that she loves and and. If she were here, she would, you know, she would not feel like, yeah, I'm this perfect, like, probably be elbowing you right now. Yeah, she she probably would be. (laughs) She'd probably be like, "Um, you know, no. (laughs) Um, But it it is uh, such a huge thing. And I and I know, like, it really, really, really meant a lot um, to see people come in in this way. And, you know, it's kind of wild about it is. It actually reminds me of when we first moved into our neighborhood. Like, we've been in our house for a little over five years. And um, when we first moved into our house, there was this huge blizzard that happened Mm -hmm. in April of all times. And to be truthful, I didn't think it was a big deal because we were going to move in that day. And I'm like, "Ah, you know, from North Dakota, we'll just move in. (laughs) But actually, both cars got stuck that day Mm. and we had to call it off. But this was the thing that was really incredible because we were building a house. Our driveway wasn't done. But I remember digging out. And as I'm digging out, um, on my right, here comes my neighbor next door to me with this snowblower. Mm. On my left neighbor, here he comes with this snowblower. And across the street comes another neighbor with a slow slow board. And I remember, you know, one of the couples that was here on Saturday, um, you know, Matt saying, welcome to the neighborhood. And so here we are, like, we're here five years later. Hmm. And it's it's a morning where we need help and who's showing up but our neighbors. And, you know... Char, one of the gals who is in our life group and, you know, just people. So, so like these little things. And then also it's a witness to other people when they're like, well, who's this person? Like, what's their tie into your life? Well, you know, we go to church, we worship together, you know, we've lived next to each other. And so it becomes this way that people can see God's grace in your life. And then that pours over to people around you. So, um, the one other thing I just want to really quick say is this. 
Um, you know, a couple months ago when this whole thing happened, the thing that kind of threw my doctors was that I had no pain with this bleeding thing that happened out of the blue. And so they were like, you know, what is this? Is it cyst tumor? Things like that. Okay. I just had lunch with someone today, and they were sharing about their dad who had nothing, and all of a sudden, boom, four months later, they had, they had had a cancer and and passed. Someone's listening today, and you you sense something in your body um, is not quite there, or something's even telling you, get that checked out. Can I just earnestly ask you to do that? Can I Can I just ask you to just humble yourself and be vulnerable to go and say, you know what, something's not here. Or maybe your family's been like mom, dad, brother, cousin, like something's just not right. Would you please humble yourself? Number one, get it checked out. Number two, where are you at with Jesus? Because I've been at great peace through this whole entire thing. Seriously, guys, I've just had such a peace because whether the news is really, really bad and it's like terminal, God's got me. And if it's really, really good, I have a baseline for future health, and God's got me. Mm. Great story, David Miles. Thank you so much for being here once again at the Monday Afternoon Mix and Rosie B. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Hour 2, Ken Samples is joining me. He is a philosopher and theologian. His topic today is, what did the earliest Christians believe about the identity of Jesus Christ? That's our our subject with uh, Ken Samples. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.